Hello and welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Boyle, aka Stationary Magpie, a creativity and productivity mentor who wants you to have the time and confidence to do the things that you love. So today it's another solo episode, we're on episode six of season two and I'm going to be talking about a subject which is very close to my heart, that is planning. If you've been following me for a little while, you'll know that I originally focused a lot on bullet journaling and the way that that system, that planning system, can support creativity and productivity. It's still very much something that I believe is beneficial to both of those things, but now I focus a little bit more on creativity and productivity in a kind of the wider sphere. And bullet journaling is a really great tool for that, but it's not as big a part of my business and what I do anymore. So at the moment, I've actually just opened up two new mentoring packages that can help you get back in control of your productivity in life and get you moving forwards with your creative projects. I want you to be able to have the time and the energy and the space to build a more fulfilling, joyful life for yourself. So you can either work with me on a one-off call where we troubleshoot your productivity patterns and time management, or for a longer period of three months where I can provide support and accountability so that you can move forward with the progress of whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And planning is a really big part of making progress. So this podcast episode is going to be focused on why we need to plan. I'll tell you a little bit more about my current planning system because I always think that's helpful to hear how other people plan and the reasoning behind it as well. Why planning is a practice and some of these troubleshooting kind of things that come up when people try to use a plan and maybe come up against some blocks. So first of all, I want to talk about the importance of planning. So if you're listening to this episode, you probably are aware or have an idea of why a plan is a good thing or why you need to maybe create a plan or improve your planning system. But I want to talk a little bit about the importance of it and its benefits anyway, so that you recognise them. And when you sit down to create a plan, you're really aware of why it's such a good thing. So planning is essentially a way to get really intentional with your time so that you can move the things you want to do forwards or you can make progress. When we have no plan, we are just being spontaneous. We may be living in the moment. Um, we've got all these things kind of in our head, but they're not outside anywhere. They're not on paper. They're not in a digital plan. We've kind of just got to remember them all. And there's a lot of information that we have to hold in our brains anyway. So without a plan, there's even more of those tiny decisions that we need to make, the things we need to remember and off the cuff stuff. It's a lot of mental energy to be spending. Think about how many decisions you're making a day. And it might not seem like a lot, but when you get up, you have to maybe think about what you're going to have for breakfast, especially if you've not planned and done your shopping. You might be looking in your fridge going, hmm, this is difficult. I'm going to have to start making a few more decisions now to to get this sorted and give myself a breakfast. But the difference when we don't have a plan is that we're very reactive and we have to use a lot of brain power reacting to the things that come up in our lives. Whereas with a plan, we're more intentional, we know what's going to happen, we've already planned for it, we already have routines and habits in place. So a really good example is with what we eat. So if we don't have any plan of what we're going to be eating or what we have in the house, just like I mentioned for breakfast, we can spend quite a while deciding what we actually want to eat. Because we haven't planned it, we might end up having to go to the shop, we might get distracted, we might buy more than we need, we might be hungry by then, so we might buy junk food... And then we get home, maybe we eat and yeah, that's fine. But if we have something like a meal plan in place where we sit down for 10, 15 minutes a week, plan a basic menu, what we're going to eat, 
We use that to create our shopping list of what we need and then we know what we're going to use so there's no waste. And then when we go to the supermarket, we won't kind of be standing around, going back and forth to different aisles, grabbing things, thinking about things we've maybe forgotten about. We're likely to save a lot of time and money and all of that decision-making power when we're out there. So we don't expend our energy so much, we're conserving it. Something I've noticed, particularly among business owners and solopreneurs, is that a lot of them are really keen on these automation platforms, things like scheduling social media, like customer experience platforms that automate everything. Um, They're sold to us as a way to make life easier. And automation is essentially similar to planning. So when we plan, it's kind of the same thing. We're taking the time to automate and streamline our lives and get intentional with our time as well. Now, they obviously still need some setup time and you can't just log in and have those systems work perfectly. So planning is the same principle and it requires a little bit of effort and setup at the start. But once a strong system is in place, it will start to show and it will start to have a positive effect on your productivity. So I want to tell you a little bit more about my own planning system and my planning journey, I guess, as well, because I want you to know where I've come from and how I've got to the planning system I'm using at the moment. When I was growing up, I always remember seeing my mum always have her diary. So she she religiously used a diary. It was the same layout all the time. It was um, a week on two pages and everything went in it she'd always have it with her so she was really organized with her time which she kind of had to be because of our lifestyle but obviously when I was younger I didn't I didn't need a plan when I was in school I didn't need it I think when we're younger and we don't have so many things to think about we school and studying is our main kind of focus and we don't have to think about you know the household or bills or anything like that but as you get older obviously things start getting more complicated when you go to like sixth form or college or university things start getting thrown at you that you have to think about so I think at that point we we really need to start thinking about doing some kind of planning not necessarily planning our whole lives but starting to think about ways that we can automate and streamline and be a bit more intentional with our time So it wasn't too long after university and I'm still so annoyed that I didn't discover it while I was still there because I think that would have had a massive effect on my grades and my studying. But it was after university that I discovered bullet journaling online through a video and I kind of realised the power of planning and how it could have helped me. At the time when I was in university, I had my own little diary and I kind of used it similarly to my mum. So I wrote down little things like lectures and seminars in there. And I think I was also using kind of separate to-do lists. I wasn't really putting those in my diary though. But um, it wasn't the most effective way when I look back. When I look at myself now and how good I am at planning now, I'm like, wow, I really wish I'd got it together at uni. But there we go. That's the past. We can't change it. I know where I went wrong and... uh, I'm in control of my plan now. So back to my bullet journal, it was kind of a hub for my progress and my productivity. So after uni, that transition and moving from basically being told what to do when and where to be, and then having to kind of deal with a little bit more autonomy to figure it out myself and make my own progress and decide what I wanted to make progress in. That bullet journal was like a hub for all of that because I didn't have anyone to tell me what to do anymore I had to make my own choices and then figure out how I was going to make the progress so the bullet journal really helped 
a lot with that especially in the beginning after I just left and it supported me really well over the last five years in multiple areas of my life but my bullet journal and my planning method have changed a lot especially in the past year as I'm kind of scaling up my business and introducing lots of different facets that need managing in different ways And as I'm learning about my productivity and the way that I personally work best, I've modified my system to make it suit me and support me in the best way possible. So even though I still love the idea of analogue planning, I think writing things down and forming their words is probably still the best way of getting things to stick in my brain. I needed a bit more flexibility and cross-compatibility, so I moved to a digital platform. So my planning system at the moment seems to be primarily Google Calendar or you know, you can use any online calendar. I've tried a few others in the past. My Google calendar kind of connects through to my like Apple um, calendar on my MacBook. So that works really well. And I get little notifications coming up. I won't go into too much detail of the kind of the nitty gritty, because to be honest, it's pretty simple. But I basically have different coloured calendar categories on Google for different parts of my business. And then one for my personal life. So I can just go in add stuff in under the right category, I can move it around on the dates, I add in, you know, my the things I have to do like work, um, commitments, classes or workshops I'm going to and then I can kind of move things around, I can make them into time blocks, I can see it on my phone, on my laptop, it's also really useful because it actually integrates with my booking calendar so when clients are booking in it kind of cross checks so I can't double book myself So it's just really seamless and now I've got it all set up, it's really simple and it definitely saves me a lot of time. But I don't use it on its own because I said, as I said before, I don't think anything can quite compare to the actual process of writing with your hand and using, well, writing with a pen using your hand. So I still have my bullet journal as well and it's still a really important part of my system as a whole because a planning system doesn't need to just be one thing, it can be a collection of things or a collection of little strategies together that make your planning system and make it that kind of perfect support for your productivity. So what I tend to do, my basic planning method is to check in with my Google Calendar pretty much every day that I'm working on my business and sometimes I'll sit down maybe on a Sunday evening, mostly on a Sunday evening to be fair, and I plan ahead for what's going to be happening, what tasks need to be completed when, I put little deadlines in for myself and I generally do that like a few weeks in advance. Sometimes I have like a CEO day where I create a bit more of a roadmap of what I want to work towards and then I kind of add in tasks accordingly accordingly, and I can move things around depending on how much flexibility I want which is quite a lot. I know that this week I had a bit of a wobble earlier in the week and I needed a little bit of personal time. So I'm currently recording this podcast on a Saturday morning, but I was happy to do that. I was happy to create a bit of flexibility and my planner allowed me to do it. So my bullet journal setup is now really simplified. So at one point I was using all these different layouts, all these different spreads, different pages. I was decorating them quite a lot, but now it's really stripped back. So I have a monthly where there are trackers for habits and a calendar and space for notes. And then I just have daily entries. So what I find works really well for me is to use the Google Calendar as a kind of big overview. And then the night before, um, well, yeah, literally the night before, I'll sit down with my bullet journal, check with my Google Calendar what I've got coming up. And I will basically write down those things into my bullet journal. 
I know it sounds a little bit weird to kind of duplicate it, but actually it really helps me to focus on the tasks that are coming up the soonest. I think with productivity, we can often get overwhelmed because we have so many things to do. So that act of just writing down the few things I have to do the next day, it really focuses my energy and my fo- like my focus, basically. So that is basically my current planning system. It's changed a lot from when I first picked up planning and started playing around with planning systems, but it probably won't stay the same forever. This This is not the perfect system. I kind of don't think the perfect system really exists. I feel like we always need to be changing our plan and I think when it can change and when there's flexibility that's a really good thing. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the kind of troubleshooting points that people often come up against when using a planner. So the first point pretty much relates to what I've just said which is that a lot of people expect their planning system to always stay the same. So as I've just described to you, my planning system has changed quite a lot. It went from being non-existent to just using a basic diary to a full-on bullet journal to kind of less bullet journal and now more Google Calendar. And a big reason for that is because my life has changed and the things I need from my planning system have too. When we first start planning, it can be quite tricky to find a system that works for you We often look to other people's examples, so maybe some of you are listening to this and you might decide, yeah, I'm going to try Google Calendar. Remember that your life is unique and it might not work the same for you. But once we've kind of settled on a planning system, we've had maybe a few months of trying it out, we're starting to see some of the benefits, why not have a think of how you can make it better? Your life is probably going to go through many different phases and your planner needs to do the same. We don't want to settle for the first ever system we try and keep it the same forever. We want to maybe have a go, use it for a while and then have a think about the kinks and the niggles that exist and explore how we could make it even better, more efficient, more effective, more valuable to you. So after you've started and you're kind of mostly settled into your system, you can do a little evaluation and have a think about what could work better for you. Are there pages that you're not using? Are there things you find yourself mindlessly filling out just for the sake of it that don't actually help your productivity, that feel more like a chore? Are there things coming up that you think, this isn't quite working for me, I want to try something new? The second thing, and another big barrier, I think, to people getting started with planning and using it effectively, is that they overcomplicate the system. One reason that you might need to now change your system is because you maybe started out and made it a little bit too complicated. As humans, we just love to overcomplicate when simplicity is often the answer that we need. There are some really amazing planning systems out there and when used correctly, they can really help our productivity. But I think it's so important to start simple and build up a strategy that really suits you. I've seen some amazing systems that people have created. There's a whole Frankenlog thing that I've seen on Facebook, which a guy has created this really intricate planning system that obviously works for him, but he's always talking as well about how he's trying to figure out how it can work better. Especially if we're going from having no plan in place at all to trying to plan every single facet of our lives, which is also a big no, because to go from a complete lack of framework and structure So a really rigid one is really jarring and is often just going to end in trashing the plan. I think it's definitely something that we really have to step back, make it simple and 
get comfortable with using a really simple system. We love to overcomplicate, but it's really not the best thing. Start simple and then you can build up slowly and add in the things that you need. The third point, and I think a reason that people struggle maybe with planning when they create a really complicated, rigid system for themselves is that they don't allow for flexibility and they try to impose too much rigid structure on themselves with their plan. So I'm going to say something and I want to be very clear. The plan is not in control of you. You are in control of your plan. And then by also, by default, you're in control of your life. When we decide we need a planning system, it can often be, I think, during an attempt to kind of fix our way of living. Maybe we're getting annoyed or exasperated or kind of a little bit desperate because we're just struggling to maintain motivation or be strict enough with ourselves or do the things that we know that we should be doing. And we resort to just putting this really strict plan in place at an attempt to kind of fix our lives, impose that structure on ourselves and we kind of forget almost that we're humans. We probably are going to get tired, our motivation even to follow the plan is going gonna, is gonna to drop. Wouldn't it be easier if we could just be told what to do and do it? Well, I think there's a rebellious streak in all of us in a way. And I think imposing a super strict routine is something that we're probably going to want to fight against. I don't think we see planning as a flexible thing traditionally. Traditionally, we see the plan as that's the plan and we follow it. But if you're using your plan to its fullest potential, which is when you're in control of it, you can use it to maximise your time, accommodate for your mood swings and energy drops and to harness your best productivity bursts. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to be flexible, which for some people can be a big struggle particularly with analogue planning, which when it's written down, it's hard to remove it if it's in pen. That's partly a big reason that I love Google Calendar is because I can just move things around and it doesn't really create too much mess. But people often get hung up on the appearance of a plan without thinking about the function, which is point number four. I see this especially with bullet journaling when a lot of the focus on that is on the look but there are a lot of aesthetically pleasing kind of pre-drawn planners out there that cater to this stereotype of the super neat organised planner girl. She's really together. She's on top of everything. She does not make mistakes. She doesn't cross things out. Somehow she always uses pen and she has about 50 different highlighters. Everything's colour-coded perfectly and you can ask her something and she'll know which page she needs to turn to, which is such a stereotype that I think a lot of us have adopted when thinking about planning but actually I think the best planning pages and the most effective planning is really messy and it's uh, allowed to be flexible it's allowed to change so it has to be able to accommodate mistakes we might as well get comfortable with making a few mistakes and having a few scribbles in our planner if we need to be able to accommodate change There's nothing more interesting to me than a really messy, full planning page full of annotations, crossings out, arrows, random highlighted bits, little tiny drawings, maybe a few sticky notes stuck on top. Planning is kind of a way of transferring your thoughts and ideas onto paper. And I don't know about you, but my thoughts and ideas are definitely not neat and organised and perfect. They're messy, they're vibrant, creative all over the place. I might change my mind about things, about some of them after I've got them down on paper, but that's all okay because I'm human and that's what it's like inside my head. 
after you've done all that of course you might be able to sit down and then organize it nicely but in the initial planning stages it's often going to be messy and I think that's often the best way to do it we can really paralyze ourselves when we have an idea of what we want a plan to look like and it makes it really hard to get it out of our head and that's kind of the whole point is to get things out of your head onto a plan so that it's not taking up all that mental energy anymore. The last point I really want to hit home at, which is kind of the biggest message I want you to take away from this episode, is that planning is a practice. I think this is really common with people when they start planning for the first time. So they decide, okay, right, I need to get sorted, I need to make a plan. Let's get all of my pens, my 50 highlighters out, my pretty planner or my bullet journal or my wall planner. Let's sit down and make this plan. And maybe they spend an hour, maybe an afternoon, planning everything out, writing everything in, being really neat about it. They look at it, they go, yes, this is great. I feel really planned. I feel so much better. I'm going to put this plan, you know, maybe to the side and I'm going to get on with work. Great. However, maybe a week passes and you don't look at the plan. Maybe another two weeks pass and you don't look at the plan. And then suddenly you're a month later and you haven't looked at your plan and then maybe you get it back open, you have a look at it and it's completely irrelevant now because things have changed, you haven't kept up with it, you haven't been crossing things off and it just isn't going to work for you anymore. It's not a tool that you can use, you'd have to sit down and create it all again. So I've been guilty of this definitely in the past and to be honest sometimes it's not even a problem because maybe that was all I really needed from that planning session. Maybe I just really needed more of a brain dump and I wanted to organise my thoughts and have a kind of overview and if I didn't look look at it again it doesn't really matter, it's not really necessary. But if your intention was to use it as a long-term support for your productivity then you've never checked in with it, then how is it going to be able to do that? Checking in with your planner is a really great way to focus your energy and attention on the things that need doing right now and if you've got your long-term goals implemented in your plan they'll help you to keep those in mind and stay focused on maintaining the motivation to make them happen. So why are we not using our planners? We create these wonderful plans and we don't use them again. I mean as I said maybe it's not flexible enough, maybe you're too scared of making mistakes Maybe it's too rigid, maybe the structure you've tried to impose on yourself is too much. Maybe you just need to get into the habit of going back to use it again and again. So all of these things that I've mentioned about making it too complicated, being scared of making mistakes, they're all things that you can rectify, but you have to keep checking in with your plan. Planning isn't a magic wand that will suddenly organise your life for you. I think people expect that sometimes. They think the plan is going to do the work for them, but in fact, it's all up to you. The poor plan is just a system, and if you use it right, he can support you and help you to make progress. But if you don't even look at him, I don't really know why it's a him, um, how can he help you? So you need to check in with your plan as much as is productively possible for you. Even if you don't write in it every day, I really do recommend having a little look or a little flick through or maybe taking your coffee or your cup of tea and having a look at your war planner. If you look at it daily, it's like a muscle and the more you use it, the more you practice and kind of check in, the more effective your planning system will be. You'll get used to having that all in mind and you'll get used to writing things down, getting them out of your brain straight away, making space 
In my case, I tried to check in with my bullet journal last thing at night before I go to sleep. And I think that really helps me to kind of empty my mind so I can actually sleep well. And it means that when I wake up the next day, I can just open my bullet journal. I check in with what I'm doing and that's fine. I'm good to go. I notice definitely that if there are periods when I stop checking in with my plan and kind of don't open my bullet journal, maybe don't update my Google Calendar, I start to feel that overwhelming sense of one, not knowing what's going on and what's happening when. I'm feeling like I'm probably forgetting something. And also I start to feel like I'm probably not making the progress I want to be making with the projects that I've got on the go. You might have to make a bit of effort in the beginning to kind of have that time to sit down but once you start introducing it as a kind of ritual into your day and a bit more of a routine it'll start to get easier and soon it'll just be second nature to keep checking in with your plan, keep using it and allowing it to help you take control of your productivity, your time, your energy and be able to do those things that you love and that is what I am all about. So if you're listening to this episode and thinking, okay, great, now I want to start my own plan. Well, wonderful. I have plenty of resources for you. I have loads of stuff on my website, a lot about bullet journaling. I sometimes offer bullet journaling workshops, although at the moment I don't have any plans to create any more. But if you want to go and have a look, I'll put the link in my bio. You can also add yourself to the waitlist so you'll be the first to find out when I'm doing new workshops. I talk even more about planning over on my Instagram account and this week on Thursday the 20th of May I have a live planned with one of my mentoring clients and fellow planning enthusiast Live Well with Laurie who's a yoga teacher and is generally just a great human and loves planning just like me. So you can catch that on Thursday the 20th of May at midday over on Instagram and I'll be saving the video as well so if you can't make it live or you're listening to this later on you can still go back to my account and find the video where we'll be discussing all things planning and why it's so important to both of us. My Instagram handle is at stationarymagpie but I'll put the link in the description below. If you really need some extra help then remember that I'm offering some one-to-one mentoring services particularly if those of you who are interested in getting a plan in place. The Productivity Boost which is a 45 minute call where we really focus on what you need from a plan, how you can use your time best and how you can get all those productivity strategies and that plan in place to maximise your time and boost your productivity then that's probably the call for you. So if you're interested in that you can book in an inquiry call where we just talk a little bit more about what you need and how the call would work. It's up to 30 minutes long, completely free. There's no obligation to sign up afterwards if you decide that it's not right for you. I have plenty of space for clients right now. So if you're interested, then definitely get in touch. I'll put the link in my bio. You just need to fill in a little inquiry form. Tell me a little bit about yourself and then we can arrange a call and have a great chat about planning. Even if you just want to chat about planning, maybe we can just do that. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I'd love to hear about your experience with planning. If you struggle with different things, then definitely join in the conversation. You can comment on my Instagram. You can send me a DM. You can even send me an email. I'll put my email address in the description below. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to go now and I'm actually going to go check in with my plan, get some stuff sorted for the week and help myself feel a little bit more in control of my time. So All that's left to say is have a wonderful, creative, productive day.